You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Making Waves. Welcome, everyone, to Making Waves. I think this is episode 87. Chad, correct me if I'm wrong, please. I'm not going to. So if you're wrong, we <laughs> you just have to live with it. But yeah, 87. <laughs> you're right. Thank you for being so sensitive to my feelings, Chad. By the way, that's, that's, that's Chad Nicefield. He's the host of Shiprock. Welcome to Making Waves, the Shiprock podcast. Uh, we are part of the Sound Talent Media family and the Evergreen Streamcast family. So thank you so much for joining us. Our guest tonight is, well, let's put it this way. I stopped my car in the middle of the highway, drove back over the road to hustle back here to get this done. So anyway, please welcome everyone, uh, Lacey Sturm. Thank you. Lacey, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, the new single you're a part of is It's Not Easy Being Human with Your Friends and Islander. Um, right. You have a longstanding relationship with them and Mikey who sings with them. And um, um, how did that all come to be? How did you how did you get involved with that project? Mikey is such a funny, like intellectual shy rock star it's just like how do you combine all those things he's very unique i never can tell what's going to come out of it. he's so creative and like intentional <laughs> you know like there's a lot of creativity now that is just like <laughs> it's like deal with it but he's like very intentional and like i love it it's very thought-provoking what he does and still surfacey if you want <laughs> you know it's, i love that well that his mentors explanation of Mikey, that was a good yes was very good. <laughs> yeah. his mentors being sunny and hr and, and people of that kind of that have a little bit of a they're kind of they're deep souls um, yes definitely reflects on how mikey is but also mikey is full of chaos and and chaotic yes. situations which also makes him a beautiful soul and yeah. the fact that you guys did this video just using his iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I was like, I was on tour at the time with Breaking Benjamin um, in Cedar. And they were in, we were just hanging out. And he's like, hey, do you want to shoot this video? <laughs> I'm like, now? I just got off stage. He's like, yeah, you can wear that. <laughs> I'm like, you have a crew or what do you do? He's like, oh no, it's in the, we got a room right here where there's a couch. It's <laughs> like, okay. So we just did it. And it was very like, so cool. Like so punk rock. It's just, you know, the thing about being in the business for so long is that, you know, I've been in, it just becomes this big production, this fake, this, this business. Then you forget that we just liked me making music. We just liked hanging out and having fun and being a band and being friends. And, and that's what Mikey, he just does that naturally. It's just like, Hey, 
you want, you know, it's just like a conversation. And uh, he's, it was just really easy. I mean, I can't believe they did all that with that. And his brother, oh my gosh, like the way that he directed his, you know, Mikey was just brilliant. I like for me, I think he, he didn't talk to me as much, which I was kind of bummed about. Because when he started talking to Mikey, he was very specific. And I think, I think sometimes when you talk to somebody that maybe, like, I think they look up, they look up to me a little bit in some ways. So how do you tell somebody that you think knows about video making or whatever, which I don't, you know, like, how do you tell them, hey, don't, don't move your arms so much. It looks weird. <laughs> I saw that, but like the subtlety of, of the way he directed his brother, like, like it was just, Brilliance. I don't know. I'm sorry. I was impressed. I, it, was, it was amazing. No, you're right. There's a lot of window dressing that's completely unnecessary in the business. And it, it gets in the way of 85% of things you're trying to accomplish, it seems like. So grabbing an iPhone, which I'm surprised no one has done before in that kind of gorilla sense, but everyone likes the production of everything. And it's so cheap really now to make videos. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, like this is almost making it for free for God's sakes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. And it's, it's funny. He probably, probably wasn't, you know, talking to you about not talking to you or being in, I'm not going to say intimidated, but sometimes it's like, I'm not saying you're Christian Bale in the set of Batman and you're not allowed <laughs> to look him in the eye, but, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly an element to where you, it's hard. It's hard to talk to someone that you've respected and in, in that sense. So I could see that, but I think that was kind of cool to kind of let you do your thing. And, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, make it up on the go. So that's super interesting. But congratulations on that as a stellar track. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I love I loved getting to do that. I I loved that. And even when I saw it, the first time I saw it, it didn't come through right. Like it was all grainy. It looked like, I mean, I I mean, I'm 40 years old. Like it looked like MTV on my television. Like at night, like all grainy and like. It looked intentional to me. <laughs> I was like, I love it. It's all about the music. <laughs> He's like, oh, you got the wrong version. I was like, it's such a subtle thing. No, it's it great. That's awesome. <laughs> I got a question for you before we move on, because you just said something, you know, about people looking up to each other in this space and how awkward it must have been for them to try to be like, yeah, so Lacey, we want you to, you know, just because they're so excited to have you be a part of their project. Is there any moments that you can think of in recent times that that was you? Where you were like, <laughs> hey, I'm sort of in control, but I don't want to come off to my, you know, I'm a fan of what you're working with. I don't want to come off like I'm a bag of, you know, shit uh, <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, that's happened. That's happened to me. Tons, tons. I mean, I respect so many I respect so many people for so many different reasons. Like when I, when we went out with Core and I remember the first time I met Jonathan Davis, I was like, <laughs> I, we, we were the openers and we were the nobody band. I mean, and the, their production lady said I could use his, his bathroom. <laughs> I don't even know. I was like, where's the bathroom? She's like, Oh, we use it in here. And then all of a sudden, and I just happened to be washing my hands. It was like, I was just washing my hands and, and he opens the door and there's like this, he's like 10 feet tall. Not really, but it was like, and there's Jonathan Davis. And he was, I was like, I'm sorry. I was in here. <laughs> I was like, don't eat me. No, it was like, it was just like this scary moment because it's Jonathan Davis, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, anyway. So it was like, but he's like, 
kindest. No, he's like so kind. He's like, no, it's no problem. You know, whatever. They're they're not they're not ogres like you you would think. Like it's scary. Uh, it's it's funny when you actually talk to somebody that's really dark and their music they're <laughs> generally kind of you know not as dark when you talk. Yeah, my well, that's, yeah. That's the catharsis though. That the, the darkness is what comes out of them. But in general, mm-hmm. like Jonathan is a perfect example. He's a friendly, yeah. outgoing, intelligent enigma. Very intelligent, right? Yes, yes. And, uh, he's like Maynard in that way. Um, you know, just this kind of super intelligent guy. Hey, I make wine and I do these other things, and but I sing these crazy things about spectral notions of time and space, and you're like, what the. <laughs> But that's that's part of the brilliance, and you know, and and that's the, there's still that little bit of mystery. And of course, you realize that the curtain gets pulled back when you use the bathroom, and they're cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. It was strange. There, there, there was there was another time. I think. I mean, I was I when I met Jimmy Eat World too. I said something stupid. I don't know what it was, but I was just like, God, I wish I never met them. I was just I was an idiot. I don't know. I was really nervous to meet them. That was a I was a fan of theirs in high school and. I don't know, nervous. You know, I mean, I don't know. There's all kind of people like that. I think about I my have, husband. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You keep going. I was going to just make you feel a little bit better. Uh, my situation of the bathroom that you just, <laughs> I just almost exactly to a T situation <laughs> with a bathroom where I was just told by the production manager that you could use this bathroom and that bathroom happened to have a uh, woman's sign on. I'm oh, sorry, had the men's sign on it. And that, so I was like, well, that seems natural. So I just went in there. And by the time I was done doing, not even done doing my business, I was like, just about to start doing my business. And uh, I got a on the door. And then I said, that can't be one of my guys because it sounds a lot more aggressive than they would not. So I like, stop, wash my hands, open up the door. And it's uh, Dave Mustaine. And he looks like the 1980s version of Dave Mustaine that yeah. I, in this moment where he's got the red hair and he's looking at me and he points at the fucking door and it says, now it says Megadeth on the door. <laughs> and the women's restroom now says Wilson, the band that I was in at the time, uh, on that oh. door. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he happened to have his do- uh, sister with him who's trying yeah. to use the bathroom. So. Oh my it can God. be the opposite for sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my Dave Mustaine is terrifying too. That's amazing. I got to meet him one time. I was very, I was the same thing. I was, I mean, it wasn't in the bathroom, but I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello, human. You're human, right? <laughs> you know, they say it's, it, I, they don't meet your heroes. I'm like, I, I think it's good to meet your heroes. Maybe yeah. not the shitter, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I first time I met Ronnie James Dio, real quick. I remember I had a buddy with me and he was playing this thing. And maybe with your, your song, oh. you've gone through this thing called Flat Stanley. Are you familiar with what that is? No. Sorry. Okay. It something that school kids use and they use in, one of these things was a teacher's assignment. It was like, get Flat Stanley, which looks like uh, Where's Waldo, but just a oh. flat plastic, okay. plastic per- thing. Uh-huh. And get this picture taken with the most interesting person you can. Okay. So, what's more interesting than Ron, Ronnie James Dio going playing along, going, "Okay, I'll hold it." Do I take the? It is just it's kind of one of the funny things. Like you meet your hero and you go, "This is well, it's not in the shitter, but it's pretty awkward anyway." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, why is that? Why are we so weird? I don't know. Because well, you know what, we forget that we're just people and we're just yeah. fallible things. You know, like that. Yeah. But it's, you know, these people, these people, in a lot of ways, have changed our lives in, in one way or another, right? Or they affected us. So that's the thing. It's like. Yeah, they're just people, but maybe just a little bit more to us in our hearts and souls. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you see your teacher at the grocery store, right? You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, wait, you, you have a life outside of this? Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird setup. Yeah. You don't respect them anymore when you see them at school. <laughs> right. You're well, just normal. Like, I'm just here getting school supplies, not, yeah. <laughs> Ignore the beer. <laughs> yeah. But there is a thing about dehumanizing people that you have some kind of weird, you know, the filter of that is. Probably damn it probably probably damages your perspective some. I mean it's like you said, it's great to meet them and recognize like Yeah. Yeah, I like I like I love it. Like sometimes people will be like, Did anybody ever tell you you look like that girl from that band? What's that band? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, Oh, it's like flypaper or something. I'm like Oh yeah, I heard that sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, you look like her, and then it's just moving on with your life. You know, it's like it's just so sweet to like see people because they immediately change when you tell them. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Like the really- look on her face when you said, uh, "Oh yeah, I get that time to time," and you just kept walking on. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she, like? she just like, like oh yeah, she didn't okay. she didn't she didn't put it together, but and that's good. Like to me, I like it's weird to see see people shift. You know, like yeah. I, I was, I sold something. I think I sold, we were sold an amp or something on Craigslist and at this house I was moving out of in Texas. And this kid came to get it and he's like being a jerk the whole time. And then all of a sudden he starts to like realize like that I was in that band that was in Blyleaf. And then he completely changed. I'm like, he was so nice. And so like, like, like I was like, which one is the real you? You know, do I bring out the real you when I'm this person or when I'm this person? <laughs> like, I guess they're both in there, but I don't know. Uh, I think you tapped into both sides of him. You tapped into his daily person, which is the kind of like feisty jerk you get. Then you, then you dealt into the <laughs> soft ego, like, oh my God, type thing. So yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so in 2021, you had a couple singles you put out. And let me ask you, we, when we've talked to a few other artists about this, singles kind of seem to be the way right now. Full albums are, they're a different beast, but a lot of artists are putting out singles, just dropping new material in that sense. Is that, how do you find that as, as being an artist? Are you still able to express yourself fully through just one or two songs? Or are you kind of going, I really need 10 and a platter to really get out what I'm going through? No, what? it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same listening to music. Like, not the same for me as a fan of bands it's not the same like discovering a band it's it's like okay that's cool but what else like because like the the tent for me to see the whole album says a bigger picture of who they are and whether or not you really want to follow them because like i know there were bands back when i started getting like in the 90s when i started getting building rock cd collection or whatever I would get their CD and I was like, the first song that I heard on the radio was good. And the second one was like, this is, this sucks. All this, this music, I don't want to be a fan of this band or, or, or the, somebody like, I think like Korn, I didn't, I wasn't into them at all. And then I listened to the album and I was like, wow, it's great. You know, it wasn't like what, whatever the single was or the same with like seeing a live show, you know, it's, it's like, I don't think it's the same. I don't like it, but, Personally, as far as expressing myself, um, yeah, I feel like this season, this is the first time I've done this and uh, really I'm just listening to the people that I trust 
with putting our career out there because I'm not doing it personally. I'm not as talented as Mikey, I guess. <laughs> but like Islander does everything themselves, I think. Well, no, actually we have same management. But like, but like, person, like I'm trusting them and what they think is best because personally, all I want to do is just be honest and I don't want to think about that stuff. I don't want to think about, I just want to be able to be honest with the art and do it because it's flowing and it's just it's, that it's real to me. Um, and we did make a bunch of songs, um, but I have three kids. <laughs> My husband and I make them together and, um, and we didn't, we, we get to go slower and actually do things ourselves. You know, before we're working with a producer, we have a set amount of time and my husband does it in our studio and I keep layering things and I'm like, ooh, do this on this part. And I love that part of it that I've never gotten to do before. You know, they're trying to put it, otherwise on the radio, they're like, this needs to be less than four minutes and it needs to have the chorus repeat here and you can't have that bridge, it's too long. And blah, 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 you know, but now it's like, we're just making music because we love it. And mm. That's good too. That's a, that's a perk of not putting a, shoving it into a time and having to put it all out. That's one of the benefits of Spotify. I mean, I know there's a lot of people speak about the evils of it, whatever that may be. I obviously just, obviously their payment structure, but I, the ability that you can throw out a seven minute song and it's not being, you know, all, there's no, there's no yeah. rules or fences around it. But I think with the singles, the one good thing is for new initiate fans, the way they're brought up on music is like, it leads them down a rabbit hole, right? Oh, yeah. what's the song? I go to this next single and they start really getting into five or six year songs and they go, what's their Wikipedia page say? Who is Flyleaf? And mm -hmm. then they kind of jump there. Um, so it, it's it's good and bad. I think for a consumer, it's it's easy for them to digest it and not be overwhelmed. But uh, yeah, I think I probably obviously from a creative aspect, I'm sure it's a little bit like, I got a whole book to write here. Uh, I need to shut up. I talk too much. No, speaking of, <laughs> you are a three-time author. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's why, because I talk too much. <laughs> no, well, here's a pen. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right that's what my so, husband said. Let me ask you, when you were growing up, were you, were, you, were you a literature person? Did you read a lot of books? Were you, were you a writer? Did, I mean, everyone has a journal of some sort, but was this, it takes a lot more than just a journal to become someone who's going to write a couple hundred pages. Yeah. It is out for consumption. Yeah, I definitely was a reader uh, all the time. That was my escape. I mean, people would say music was an escape for them. It wasn't for me. It was reading, reading books like uh, Anne Rice books was my favorite and Michael Crichton stuff and whatever, like novels. I, lo I loved reading and I never in a million years thought I could write a book. I was always mystified by how you could do just what you said, 100 pages. But I bet you could do it because you talk, right, for a living. <laughs> I just started writing when I was thinking I would probably say to somebody if they, you know, a specific person I was thinking actually with that first book. And this girl that I was a fan of ours that I just, I, and, and, and what, the way that it started was I quit Flyleaf. And I had a, I had, the number was something like 8,000 emails that I was trying to write, um, each one back. I was just like, we'll just do one at a time, you know, however long it takes, it takes. I'll just keep do doing it. And I remember my husband came in and he's like, how many have you done? I was like, two. He's like, you've been in here for three hours. <laughs> he's like, you're never going to get through this. You can't do this. I was like, but they're talking about the, the, this stuff in their lives. And I have to, <laughs> I just like cried. He's like, 
maybe you should write a book, <laughs> you know? Cause like there's just, just specific things, you know, that I wanted to address, you know, specifically suicide, you know, suicide ideation, depression, abuse, things like that. And I really wanted to just be able to at least say that someone's seen some of those things and there's, and they've seen another side to it, you know? So that if it was just for those that one girl, uh, that she would have something she could look at and, you know, we could spend a long time together with a book. (laughs) I don't know, one-sided conversation, but but, uh, yeah, hopefully it was helpful, you know? It's interesting too, because uh, people who've kind of gone through this dark place in their life and whatever, and come back and their music is, you know, their expressive piece, but then they realize, well, you know, if I'm doing this music, I can do it with words. Like head is the same way, yeah. right? He's written those books too, to kind of help process thing. And obviously at the end of the day, you're hoping that someone else grabs onto this and it kind of gets them out of that place and gives them a clarity of sorts. So yeah. it's super impressive. And I think after one, and maybe you can answer this after one, does it kind of just get not easier? It's never easy to write a new <laughs> book, but do you understand the structure and the pacing and how long the chapters <laughs> be, and all that, all the intricacies of like, building the book right not just what you have to say but you know like your editor's going okay here's a deal <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well there's a guy named tim tim willard timothy willard he's a writer and he went to college for this and like knows how to do this he's like a c.s lewis theologian like scholar or whatever i don't know what he did. but he is like he, he knows how to do it me, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm such a big picture person. It is really frustrating to my husband. Um, and he's like, if I have to do another book, it definitely has to be this. It's, it's an event. I mean, my husband's like, like we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's hard. And so he said that after every book, you know, I mean, we, he did also encourage me to sign the three book deal. So I don't know. It worked out. We didn't, we fulfilled our contract, but at the same time I needed that. I didn't even know I needed it until I got it. And I, there's two in me right now that I know are there that I'm struggling with life because they're not processed, you know, and organized. I, I, I hate to tell Joshua, but you probably have three more in you coming up. So <laughs> triplets, a, a nice round numbers, 10. <laughs> what <laughs> who would read that i don't know everyone you know because you already have kind of a theme you know the reason the return the mystery everything's a the and then the you word. know That's about them <laughs> oh, I, i'm a book sometimes i saw you an author i i love books i'm a book fanatic and i just love huh. the fact that people who aren't didn't go to school like you said didn't go to school but you you had this other creative pathway but tend to, well, i'm gonna go ahead and write books too i'm like i find it fascinating because one mm-hmm. enough is enough to scramble you writing recording touring all that and then going you know i have six weeks before the next tour i think i'm going to crank out a book and you're going like like someone like bruce tickets from iron maiden how do you do iron maiden you write books you make beer you fly planes you build dirigibles and you fix planes i I can't walk my dog (laughs) me either oh my gosh so yes, I'm always intrigued yeah. by the mind that, that they basically doesn't leave any kind of, and then you're a mom and th- they throw that, throw that the most important role is your mom. And it's just like, even the kids are like, yeah. oh, don't mess with mom. She's a busy woman. 
<laughs> no, no, I get, I cannot believe that we have not been interrupted. I mean, my husband must be really killing it out there because every five, like I cannot finish my own thoughts. Don't, it don't ever, there's just interruption. I mean, I can't even finish my sentence right now. Thinking about it. <laughs> it's like yeah, you, PTSD. There's interruption, 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 interruption. But it's yeah. okay. It's beautiful. It's a season, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, well, to interrupt you and ask you about uh, uh, more writing, I, I, I heard that you were doing or started at least to write a screenplay. Did you finish that on based on one of your books, right? Oh, yeah. Well, there is this guy, um, Michael Cattery. It's just this, he was very persistent and really believed that this was an important thing to do, to turn the reason into a movie. And so he, he tried to like compile an idea and then we worked on it together. And then I continue to try to um, tweak things. It's just so hard. I mean, it's just so difficult because in my mind, my experience was very nuanced. <laughs> and in his mind as a reader, particularly this, this particular guy is he he's never struggled with suicide and to explain that to somebody is, and it, even if to explain my child like my, my childhood that he read about it's weird the interpretation of that is this just punk kid who's just mean <laughs> i'm like i would never say that to my mom for no reason <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like he's like but like it's just like this nuance thing that you can't just it's just hard. And then thinking about the screen, we did talk to a couple of filmmakers and I don't know. It's just, it's just a difficult, I don't know. Maybe it's not time, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, if I can interject, I think there's no better time right now than a book or some sort of film or any piece that's regarding suicide because it's, listen, let's be honest, it's prevalent in our society right now. Yeah. And a lot of people are searching and reaching something. And man, you man, you think if your music affects people, now tell your story. And then you're like, wow, this person I really love as a creative has also had the same struggle that I've gone through right now. Yeah. Shit, if she can peel out of this, I can too. Well, you take it all. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. no I was just going to simply say, then you take all the layers of the person that you are and strip them away. And the story itself is so relatable. The pictures, right? You just said, mentioned the pictures. The pictures are the first thing, the only thing you have to really worry about, uh, I think. And then maybe just, just a suggestion. So I'll shut up after this. But if you're having a hard time with the screen, the screen writing of the screen, the screenplay, maybe being the picture person while somebody is taking and dissecting your book would, would be helpful because in the perspective of it is, it's not just you, Lacey Stern, but as, as the, the, the character in the, in the film, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a lady, I really, I mean, if anybody knows her, call her for me, but there's a lady, Vera Farmiga, you know her? Mm -hmm. She the is, actress, yes. she is also a director. Um, she's done some kind of movies that people like probably not, not heard of, but the way that she, she handles faith and the nuance of that, um, the messiness and the mm -hmm. beauty together um, I've never seen, I've just rarely seen that handled very well. Um, and cause 
you can't have it like this is the cool thing about the fact that you can't put it on film is because you can't act like you have like you've like you've seen god if you have it you can't so George michael <laughs> what unless you're george michael of course <laughs> well you can't but you can't you can't fake faith you just can't it's like either you have that and it will come through and you understand it or you are you look ridiculous trying to fake it you know it's like like i mean this happened when i watched batman um with christian bale like right christian bale did it i was like he doesn't believe what he's saying he doesn't believe the good people are good like no he does not believe that he doesn't think that and you know who did believe in what he was saying was a joker you know and i was like this isn't this is this is gonna like when I came out of it, I was, my husband was like, please don't get really philosophic. I like the movie. Could you just wait and let me enjoy it for a minute? Cause I like go really far with things, you know, I'm like in my head, I'm like, how is this going to impact society? And the kids like me who I would be like a fan, I would be like the Joker fan. I'd be like that dude, the Christian Bale actor didn't, didn't sell me on good, the goodness of humanity, <laughs> but I was totally sold on the, this anarchist idea which is terrorism and and it's just one side that you can see life through and it's totally destructive to the soul and to you know what it, but then there's another side and it's real and legitimate and it can it can pull you up and actually take your breath away and be like wow there is crazy goodness that is unexplainable <laughs> and unless you've seen it and you believe in it and you know it it's you can't can't act it. <laughs> it just won't come across. Yeah, but that becomes a difference between those of faith and, and then true believers, like a terrorist is a true believer, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. It's like they believe in this thing. It, and it's easier to tear people down than build them up. It just becomes that the push and pull of, right. of goodness and godliness, right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, it's, it's a very hard story. It takes a special screenwriter and director and actors. To, to, yeah. and I hate to use the word sell it, but you're, you are having to sell this. Well, um, but it's out there, you know, the faith-based movie industry is huge and it does great numbers. I don't, yes, at the end of the day, of it does great numbers. I mean, heck, you could look at Top Gun Maverick and think it's some sort of faith-based thing because they look at Top, as Maverick as some sort of deity. These other guys yeah. believe in him because I yeah. believe in you, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I appreciate you, you bringing that up because I don't know what to do with it. I mean, I love that you said that it's important and that's what, you know, Michael's like, this is really important. And I, and I, you know, I just, I don't feel like, I mean, if you know anything about my story, like I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for that experience where I encountered God. And yeah. I don't feel like my life is my own. Like I don't, I didn't, I don't make my heart beat, you know, I don't have control over that. And I do, I, I did, you know, I was interrupted in that process to end my life a couple of times. And that too, I'm, I don't know why that happened. I know people who didn't make it out. And, and so like, if that story isn't mine, I didn't write, I didn't make it up. Like, and if it can, if it's something that needs to be shared, I don't have the, I feel like I don't have the rights to it almost like, you know? And so I, I, if it gets out there, great. And if it doesn't, then I, you know, there's a lot of stories 
God writes, <laughs> you know, but I'm open, you know, to it, whatever. It's just a strange season for me in, in a lot of ways, but I don't really know. My last word on that is that you are absolutely uh, own it because you're a vessel for it. Oh, so interesting. There you go. Yep. That's a you're, perspective. That's, you're, that's, you're a conduit. You're a conduit from another source to provide it to people who are looking for a source. So there we go. Anyway, back to the music at hand. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this real quick. When you when you left Flyleaf and yeah. you went on and you had your solo career, I, I think it kind of it's always apropos that your last album with them is called New Horizons. Yeah. And what did you let me let me ask you when you when you were going on to your solo work, was it important to you to kind of keep that? You guys had a heavy sonic sound. Was it something you wanted to kind of? You know, when most people leave, they kind of want to go in a different direction, right? Whether it's pop or whatever you want to do, but you kind of stayed heavy. You kind of, I think that's obviously sometimes you don't want to confuse your fans, right? But was there, was there ever a time when you're like, I just don't like what we're doing anymore? Or were you basically like, I have my own things to say here that I don't want to have to confide in, my, in the other band members. I want to run this on my own. Huh. Or, or did, did you just feel your time was up with that? Yeah, I didn't think I would ever do music again. And in Flyleaf, there were times where it was hard to sing the songs because I didn't get, I didn't really feel the the music, mm -hmm. uh, and it was hard because we all were different influences. Every single member, I don't think there was very many bands that we all liked. <laughs> Everybody had a different um, influence. So Flyleaf was unique in that in that sonically because. I loved heavy music. I was probably the only Pantera fan in the band. Um, and, and I, and I, I, I understand communicating in a heavy sound like that, that I, if there's heavy music, I start like the lyrics start coming, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> if there's like, I remember when Pat wrote missing, uh, that was like completely different. I had such a hard time wrapping my head around how to sing that with honest and honest, you know, singing. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning, I think it was, there was something missing on the inside of me. I was, in the da -da 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 -da. I was like, I don't know how to sing it. So we had to like work on it. Um, but it, it turned into a Flyleaf song. It was all of our influences together. We all made our own parts. And, um, and when I did my own thing, I, like, again, I didn't think I would ever do music again, uh, which was weird. When my husband and I got married, I didn't want him to play guitar for me because I didn't want him to think I was using him. And he didn't want me to, he didn't want to play guitar for me because he didn't want to think, me to think I, he, he was using me. <laughs> and it was just kind of stupid because he's a great guitar player. Um, in the end, we figured out that's okay. We know we're not using each other. We just love each other and we can make music together. It's okay. And... When we did Lacey Sturm stuff, it was my my husband was really like, I want to see what's in your heart. I want to hear it come out. I want to help you get that out. And um, he just decided himself too. If, if we're going to do music, I thought we should name a band. And he's like, let's name it Lacey Sturm because this is about getting what's out of your head. And I was like, that's not a band name. <laughs> and he's like... Well, it's, I think it should be this. And he was really adamant about that. And you know what? He was right because I became the first woman 
uh, solo or artist to be to top the Billboard charts or whatever. I, and it was like, I was like, that's because we didn't name it a band name. <laughs> I was like, that was just like this kind of little thing that he, he was right. But and, and I think that's funny because there's a lot of amazing female artists out there. But as a rock musician, you feel weird saying your own name as the because you know there's more musicians you know what i mean like right. but he was like no it's all about what you want and i'm gonna do what you want and you don't like it we're not doing it so we're naming it Lacey sturm i'm like what about you and he's like well your name's sturm that came from me i'm like okay so anyway you could have named it sturm and been like van halen right so <laughs> yeah Sorry. what'd you say i said what a magnificent human that was uh, the way, at least the way that you described it. Your husband sounds like a really, a really he, special person. He, there is no one like him. He is a yeah. magnif. That's a great. That's a great term for him. He is one of the most humble and talented people I've ever met. He, I, I don't know. I can't explain him either. He's like, he's amazing. Hey, anyone that can step into the shoes of Eric from time to time, shine down and <laughs> handle that role is got some huevos. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 was is crazy. He got to do that. And that I was so thankful. I was like the first time that happened going out with Shine was when Zach actually wanted to go home with his cuz his wife was having a baby. I also was about to have a baby at the time. But I was like, "Babe, this is all you. Like this is your uh, they they want you. They don't want me. They don't want Josh Sturm from La Lacey's husband. They they want you. Like go. Like you're an amazing guitarist." He's like, okay <laughs> it's like so strange for him but it's so good i was like yes you you deserve that you know credit credit yeah plus you couldn't you couldn't pick a better group of guys to get involved with to help out and uh yeah, yeah. that's really awesome that's awesome so your shirt the whosoever's um yes <laughs> we've had the pleasure of, of working with with head and sonny and, and mikey from that so uh you're an ambassador for them can you tell us i'm always a little I always trying to figure out what is their message? What what is a whosoever? I what is their deal? We're all what, trying what, to figure what, what yeah, I know, but what what's your <laughs> elevator pitch? Well, the whosoever's is, I mean, it comes from the scripture, God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him, but he sent his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish and have everlasting life. So the 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 emphasis is on the whosoever, which is whosoever, which is so funny where we, we but we're like a weird group of people. Like the, the people we attract are weird. <laughs> There's crazy people. And it's, and you know, that we were, we went to Israel one time together, me and Sonny and my husband and all these random fans. And we were so rowdy and we we're laughing and joking. And in that place, there's not a lot of that. <laughs> it was yeah. like a very religious place, <laughs> but it was like so pure and honest. You know, all they're doing is just telling what they've seen. They're not trying to be religious. They're not trying to figure things out like and make sense of things. They're just like mind blown at the things that they've seen. And <laughs> like this really happened, dude. <laughs> like, like, and 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 they just want to tell that story. They just want to tell how God changed their life and he's for the whosoever and he's not for any specific type. He's like, likes the diversity and the craziness and he's, you know, that's kind of their thing. And we got together because 
you know, um, it, it, it was a, there was an accident with Chi from the death tones, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we all wanted to help raise money because he was running out of insurance and we wanted to bring attention to the fact that he was in a coma at the time. And we wanted to bring attention to that by raising money for him to, you know, stay um, getting help from the hospital and to pray for him and to just ask everybody to pray for him. And so we all got together and were praying and doing that. And, and then he came out of his coma for a little while. It was really amazing. Of course he did, you know, pass away, but it was a, it was a really crazy like way to come together because um, afterwards we, we all ended up like just talking about the fact that we have these stories that, that people could relate to. And if we tell them all at the same time, maybe it would help people, you know, just that, that thing we were talking about in the beginning, just recognize we're, we're like any, we're a whosoever. I'm a whosoever. So are you, <laughs> you know, anybody. Like, it's funny because I originally Flyleaf's name was Passerby, <laughs> which is kind of the same concept. It's like, we have a story and so do you. We just have to be telling it this way. But, you know, you tell it your way. You know, your story makes a difference too. Well, listen, thank you for explaining that. I think that people, when they hear about that, will kind of maybe get a better understanding of what it is, what you guys do. And it's not so structured. It's very loose. And the people, you're right, the people that get involved are super interesting because they're tattooed, dreadlocked, rocking people. And it's <laughs> kind of like, it, it It helps invite other people in who felt like they there's like stigmatized. Like, well, I got these tattoos and I got this mohawk. I can't do this. I'm like, you absolutely can. We have like a gnarly story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember when I was a kid and I went to church, uh, I was like, the, like I did not, I did not have the story that they're talking about. I mean, they're telling about moms and dads and families and my family was different. <laughs> I was like, they, they dressed a certain way and I didn't have clothes like that. And you know, it was like this, it felt like I wasn't out. I was not, I did not fit in. And it didn't make sense for me to be there. And it's cool the idea that God loves you, but probably not me, probably y'all, you know. Um, you know, so it, it, what is interesting about what they do is like, like you said, just it's kind of an open mic, which can be crazy, <laughs> you know, but it's honest and crazy, mostly honest. I guess, you know, we all try to be anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Well, That's awesome. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. No, I think it's amazing. So speaking of crazy, so you're going to be on Shiprocked. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. That's what this is all about, right? We went all over the At the, the end of the day, yeah. That's what we, what we want to get people. We want people to get who aren't familiar with you, get to know you better and understand who you are. But yeah. I think one of the exciting things is that we do have, obviously, yourself, but you have Islanders. So... And that's the great thing about Shiprock that like allows artists to kind of like get out of that regimented, like tour structured set. And they can kind of go, Hey, what do you guys want to do right now? Cause we're on the open seas and who cares? This is a one-off. Let's have some fun. You can do the song with, with the band and you got skillet and you can do breaking free. And there's like this cool, like now there's this cool synergy going like, Hey, you know, so I, I just see when you start pairing up the acts and you go, man, there's some really cool stuff that's going to happen. It's going to be like a two, totally, totally special. Right. So, yeah. Um, are you going to be bringing your kids? I'm thinking about that. You know, I brought them last time. Uh-huh. Um, 
there was some interesting situations that happened in that situation. <laughs> it's a it's a very funny environment for children. There's some good things about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they I mean, they're a little older. They're a little bit older now, so I think the things wouldn't get past them so easy if they didn't when they were younger. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It's a long time for me to be away from them for a week. Yeah, they probably would like it. (laughs) Many artists now that turn it into a family vacation. Hey, dad's got to go do this thing, or mom's got to do this thing for 45 minutes. I'll be right back. And there's so many families, and there's so many families are encouraged. The cruisers are encouraged to bring their families, and they do. They're like trying to build up that. Like, hey, I'm June. I want my son to listen to this music, so I'm bringing him, and he's only five. And it, it's always the cool photo, too, like the little kid on the shoulders. It's just okay. it's funny. It's funny how the cruise itself, it still obviously has this rowdy component. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the kids are asleep by then. But it's just so cool to see the cruises we've had over years having kids, bringing them. Bringing well, them, I'm glad that you're saying that. Oh, everyone has the, the, the headphones on and like that. And um, so it's just fun to see that happen. Okay. So yeah, it's cool. I'll take that. I'm not saying, hey, you should do this, but I'm just saying it's not out of it's not out of it. Well, good. I want to know. I I mean, I was on a long time ago, and I don't know how it's developed. So (laughs) that's good to know. No, it's 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 a good. (laughs) It's a family affair. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good. Remember, like when you're remember, even if you ever did, you mean obviously there's plenty of people like, hey, the kids are asleep. Invite the neighbors over. Let's have some cocktails. Yeah, that kind of thing. You that know? happens too. Yeah. Well, it's obvious. You know, I'm. Yeah. I I feel like what what's beautiful about it, the idea. I've I wanted to go on a cruise with my kids for a while, is that I don't have to cook food and I don't have to clean and I just have to love my family. Win. I can like Win. pay attention. Yeah, I can be know. present and I can actually hang out with them. And I don't have to worry about, okay, hurry, I'm going to sleep because I, if I don't wash the dishes, then I can't make breakfast and everything's going to fall apart. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I can actually like hang out and like listen to them tell that story, like, you know, that goes on and on and has no point. And, <laughs> and I can enjoy it and like enjoy their little personality. And like a cruise sounds like the best thing to do, like for a family vacation in that way, because otherwise you want to bring somebody with you, you know, because. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's so, it's so, I don't, I like, I'm excited about hanging out with my family in, in an uninterrupted way. I think it's cool too, going to like some cool islands, some cool, I mean, like you can take your kids on the beach at Turks and Caicos, the water's beautiful. I, what a grand, great family photo, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do it. I love it. I love it. We'll see. <laughs> You're selling it. <laughs> Yeah. they're listening so they're like um looks like we're going on the cruise right I hope so. that's fine chad do you want to play walk the plank with uh with lacy i do okay um pretty easy all we're gonna do is ask you some questions they uh as okay. we've been doing but they uh are sometimes a little bit more um off the cuff and le- less about music and more about just random things. So okay. my question for you is, uh, what would you like to find at a yard sale? Oh, there is something I'm looking for, actually. Um, I forgot what it was. I actually asked my mother-in-law's crazy garage sailor. And if I ask her, she will find it. Wow. I can't remember what it is I needed. Something weird. 
What would I like to find? Okay, at a garage sale. I love finding books at garage sales. Like old really? books. Yeah, that's what I always go for mostly. Books. That's awesome. I can't think of anything else. Have you gotten anything like that uh, you were like, are you seriously selling this book uh, at, there before? Like, do you sure you want to get rid of it? That sort of thing? Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of times people don't realize, like I like old books, books that people, and when I find one, I'm really excited about it. Like just classics, you know? Mm. I don't know how many times I've bought the same book, but I give books away a lot too. So I like to write and everything and I can't read without a pen. I don't know. It's like, here's this book I wrote. I underlined all the good parts, which is the whole thing. Wait, did you just say you can't, you can, did you just say you can't read without holding a pen? Yeah. Are you like I that? I think that's, absol that's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> that is so fascinating because I didn't think about it because I'm always got one like locked in my knuckles just for no good reason. <laughs> yeah. But I guess there yeah. is one. It's kind of like the totemistic thing. It's like Linus and his blanket. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I feel like my brain that won't is, work. That is so fascinating. <laughs> man, oh, yeah. man. Okay. My question is this What was your favorite childhood meal? Oh, my mom used to make. She didn't make very many hot meals, but the one that she did was good. It was shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. It was pie. hamburger meat with mashed potatoes and corn <laughs> all mixed together. And then there's like this, that like square cheese that you put on the top. It looks plastic. Oh, yeah. American yeah. cheese? It's like, like in the plastic. Craft singles? Craft singles. <laughs> yeah, it's the singles. It's a cheese product. Did it, have a did it have a bready pastry around it? Or did you guys go sans that or just on the bottom? Or was it fully no. wrapped in the nothing? No, it was just it was, it was just, just cheese on the top. All right, your mom and I need to have a discussion. Um, <laughs> my, mom. Uh, my mom did the same, made the same thing for me. It was exactly really? how you described it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. That was my first meal I learned how to make. I felt really proud of myself. <laughs> it's good. It is good. Chad, Chad I want to do, I, I want to do, she seems up for it. I want to do a would you rather as well, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. This is my would you rather. Lacey, would you rather have the ability to be invisible or read minds? Oh, be invisible for sure. Really? Why so? Because I don't want to read people's minds. <laughs> Think about the books you could write. I'd much rather believe the best about everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh -huh. But also being invisible. I've asked God to do that many times in my life. Yeah. I'm like, please just make me invisible. While I, I want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're invisible, you could also, you could also encroach into people's lives and still basically read their minds without it's doing true. It's true. It's true. So they, so they have trying both. to sell you on all the stuff. He's like, <laughs> listen. <laughs> no, it's good. The invisible has both qualities there. You're right. Yeah. Would you rather be a cat or a dog? A dog. Okay. Well, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> That's probably it. We've not, I've not got gotten to know cats very well in, in positive light. <laughs> Same. I'm not allergic, but uh, the positive light. <laughs> yeah, I've seen dog. some demon possessed cats. It's, yeah, yeah. Have you seen any demon possessed cats? Oh yeah. They're yeah, creepy. Pretty, pretty much everyone that's walking is a demon possessed cat. They're, they're just... <laughs> Did you know? Did you know? Lisa, you've been to India. Have you been to India? No. Okay. So I was in India one time, and they. Wow. I was like looking around, and I was talking to our guide, and there's dogs everywhere, stray dogs everywhere, because dogs are a sign of like you know they're they're very welcome. Everyone owns several dogs, in okay. the country, even if they're even if they're street dogs. 
no cats. And I'm like, well, what happened with the cats? He said, basically, cats are outlawed because they're seen as signs of evil. Really? I didn't even know about that. And I worked... I worked at this retirement home one time. <laughs> I was a housekeeper. And this lady had this cat and it had the hugest eyes with no, it was like all pupils. <laughs> and it would just stare at me. And I just swore that it was possessed. I was like, I had to like very tiptoey and it would just turn its head like all the way around backwards. And like, it's like, <laughs> it yeah, it like that doll Annabelle in that movie. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> just sitting in the corner of your room, scaring you all night. That's what it was. <laughs> I think it's anyway. real. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> on that note, listen, what do you have real quick before we, we've almost had you an hour and we can't be more thankful for your time. Yeah, you can cut um, this up and sh- cut out all my rambling. <laughs> no, we, we love your rambling. It's part of who you are. Oh um, gosh. Pray for my husband. Coming, <laughs> we know you have Blue Ridge. You're going to be appearing at Blue Ridge coming up here in the next week in Virginia. What, uh, what's going on with you as far as records or any other, or any other dates coming up other than January with us? Well, we do have a single that we may put out. We finished it a long time ago. And then there was a bunch of new show with the, how are we going to put it out? What, what, what way, what company? And we, you know, I'm sure there's a timing that's right for it. Um, but there's definitely a single that's going to come out sometime. And we have a bunch more songs and we probably want to have those ready. You know, um, I just finished doing another collab that we're doing a video for. And I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it. So maybe that'll be a surprise that's that's pleasant before the other thing. We will know when it drops, whoever it may be. Yeah. We'll be like, uh, yeah, we knew about this before you all. Yeah, Yeah, there's like two more collabs, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, everybody's collabing. <laughs> so could you could you give the fine folks the uh, the information for you? Obviously you're on IG and Facebook, but what is your website for their, their information? It's LaceySturm.com. Um I don't know. I should go check it out and see if it's updated because it looks pretty good. <laughs> it was there today. Oh, yeah, it were. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a it beautiful updated, looking site, well put together like, and well structured, yeah. very user friendly. Well, I'll tell my management. I'll tell them they're doing a good there job. You go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Lacey, we couldn't thank you enough again. Congrats on the new single with Mikey and the Islander guys. And we look forward to whatever you are going to be dropping next. And we will see you. Well, uh, thank you for this great interview. It was so fun. This has been awesome. And I can't can't thank you enough. And it's really really good getting this kind of slowly know you from this conversation. (laughs) So thank you again for your time. Yeah, please call me if you need any more, like, just perspectives. We'll a, you know what? We like may do a round out. two. There's, nice. I'd like to do a round two with a live audience. I think that'd be a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, I like I like hanging out with you guys, though. You guys you guys have great perspective and just fun. Well, like well thank you. We, we'll thank work. you. It was fun. Great. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for uh, listening to Making Waves. And I, really quick before we leave, I couldn't do the show without a few folks. And that includes our show producer, Al McManus, our show engineer, Jennifer Zito, our coordinator, Heather Smith, and, of course, the captain, Alan Koenig. Myself, I'm Justin. Uh, the host here is Chad. Hello Chad. and goodbye. Take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend, and we'll do this again. Thanks, Lacey. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye, guys.
Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.